Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? So today is the day I talk about what's the G-spot for men. <laughs> so today's my birthday, and I thought this would be a great topic. And I like this title because people are... Um, you're probably listening to this right now thinking, so is he going to talk about where the G spot is on women? Like this is for men to know where the G spot is or what, what are we talking about here? So <laughs> what we're talking about is that men also have a G spot and I'm not just talking a physical G spot, like the taint or the, What's that thing? What's that thing in the butt that everybody? Um, oh, what is it? I'm going to have to Google it. What is the, I don't know. I'm just kind of scared to Google that. What's the thing in the butt of men that? <laughs> oh, let's see. I'm going to put G spot for men and just see what it says. <laughs> ah, prostate. There it is. There it is. Prostate. <laughs> so I guess technically that that would be the G spot. <laughs> oh shit! I shouldn't have googled this uh, because I'm seeing lots of. <laughs> I've seen so many different diagrams, like <laughs> like like cartoon drawings of. Oh, exactly where the prostate is. I'm looking at this picture right now because, uh, because I'm a little bit like, so that's where it is. It's like right there. Oh, wow. There's a whole, <laughs> there's a whole, you're some, I'm some, you're probably shocked as much as I am that I am just now ever really seeing this like this. I was aware that the prostate was up in the anus. Um, anyway, I, I, this is the first time that I've, <laughs> I'm seeing diagrams of exactly where it is and how to find it and how to get to it. Yeah. So, so there you go. That's, that's extremely fascinating. So <laughs> I've never had my G spot <laughs> touched, massaged or anything. And it's, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sure it feels wonderful. It's just not anything that I've, I've ever had done or, uh, to be honest, have really an interest in and having done just to be, just to be honest. So anyway, so that's not what this is about. It's not about the actual G spot or the prostate. Uh, it's about what, but you know, another title could have been what turns men on or what men like, and not just sexually. Cause I did a, I think I did 15 things that men like in the bedroom. Go back and listen to it. Everybody loved that one. That's one of my top, that's one of my top performing podcasts or episodes. That's like literally one of the most popular episodes I have. And I have a lot of, of course, I think this, but I have a lot of very interesting, fun uh, conversations with a lot of cool people. Uh, but that one episode has, has, has gone, gone pretty crazy, which is cool. Uh, so when I say G spot, that, like I said, that was just, that was a, uh, a teaser, not a teaser. What's that word? Um, clickbait. There we go. I thought that was a clickbaitish title uh, to get people to get to this point and want to listen to this podcast, uh, this particular episode, anyway. Um, but what what are the G spots for men? And I and I mean that in a, in a in not just the physical way, just in all kinds of ways. Like when I think about what do men really want or desire or look for in a woman. I can tell you this, I don't know what all men want. I mean, even in that list of 15 things that men want in bed, I said, these are 15 things that, that, uh, either a, I, I want as a man and, or 
the men that I know, my friends and, you know, the books I've read and just, you know, being a guy that's been on the planet for 53 years, you know, I've, I've had lots of conversations with a lot of people and there seems to be a kind of a common, you know, like here's some of the things that most all men want. Right. Um, so, but clearly like with anything with every person on the planet, there might be a little bit of a different variation or desire or want or need or whatever than, than the person, than another person. Right. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of the world, right? That's to me, that's, that's what makes the world such a special place. There's not just one religion for everybody. There's just not one way for everybody. There's not just one color. There's not just one type of food. There's just not one way to eat. There's not one way to exercise, right? There's, there's many ways uh, to enjoy life. And that, that's one thing that I've learned for sure, uh, that there's not just one way to live. You know, some people don't drink and that's fine. Some people do drink and that's fine. Some people don't smoke weed and that's fine. Some people do smoke weed and that's fine. Right. So, you know, some people work outdoors, manual labor, and that's fine. Some people work indoor in a factory and that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like some people eat only broccoli and kale and some people eat filet mignon and ribeyes. It's all fine. It's all good. Right. Some people like white wine. Some people like red wine. It's on and on and on and on. And I could go do, I could do this all day. And that's the thing that I have definitely picked up on life. Uh, in just my short 53 years is the way I've chosen to live or what I find meaningful and valuable isn't for everyone, you know, and I've found that out about religion and people that think, no, there is only one way. No, there's not. Stop being a moron. It's not, there's not only one way that there's not just one religion. Now there can be one religion for you, you know, like you're Catholic. Great. You're Buddhist. Awesome right? You're, you do you. That's, that's the beauty of this world. And I, I think, um, well, you know what I think? I, I just, I, I do not resonate at all with any kind of, this is the only way to do life. This is the only way that you should live. This is the only way you should invest. This is the only way you should spend your time. <laughs> it's just, you know, and anybody that wants to, to, uh, think that, their way is the only way. That's fine. You think that and, uh, good for you. So, but when I think about the G spot, so what do men like in general? And like I said, I don't need to get into the sexual part because that's, I already did a whole thing. 15 things that men like in the bedroom. Listen to it. It's, it's back a few episodes, but I, I want to talk about more just the, the things that from what I know men look for. And, and I was going to, I started to make a list and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to kind of go off the cuff here. Like, I'm just going to go as I think about it, I'm going to talk about it because the, the list could almost be like my birthday list, you know, 53 things that I've learned in 53 years, which I just posted on Facebook. Um, guys like, you know, the G spot for men is connection. You know, we like to, to, you know, connect with people and connect with an individual, but I do, I, I, I do want to kind of, I think the G spot, because that is a sexual expression, uh, I want to stick with, um, not just not all, not sexual stuff, but things that just men like in general, one is to be, uh, connected, you know, to our partner. We want to feel that we're partners with someone and that, you know, we're sharing in the responsibility of our life together. Uh, I think that's important. I know, uh, a lot of the guys I talk to that, you know, we want to be desired. We want to be wanted. Um, you know, we want to be looked up to, uh, we want to feel like our partner finds us, uh, not only attractive, but, um, valuable you know, smart, intelligent. Um, we now again, I can, again, as I talk, you know, I'm just free flowing here. So I have a lot of thoughts going all over the place in my brain. 
so I can hear my brain, you know, someone saying, but my, but my partner's not smart, <laughs> but my partner's not intelligent to me. What do I do? <laughs> well, uh, you know, gosh, I don't know that that's hard. That'd be hard for me to answer. Right. If you're just dating someone and they're not intelligent, I mean, is that okay? Are you okay with them not being intelligent? I mean, <laughs> like, again, I mean, I can only, I can only, you know, a lot of, obviously my podcast, it's me, it's Timmy Gibson talking. So it's obviously going to have a, my slant to it. Clearly, if you know, you do your own fucking podcast with your slant. I mean, that's clearly, I, I know what I want from a, a potential life partner and intelligence is a, an important thing for me. I want that, but I also would hope that my partner finds me intelligent. <laughs> and, you know, like I don't want her to every time I open my mouth to be like, shh, shh, like just close your mouth. You're an idiot. Close your mouth. <laughs> I mean, that's just something, you know, I personally value intelligence. And there's this uh, thing that I put on my. Uh, birthday list, which maybe I'll, maybe I'll read it. Maybe I'll, I'll think about it here in a minute, but um, let's see here. Uh, I've, got, I've got a bunch of messages popping up and <laughs> they're blocking my view of my screen here. Oh my goodness. Uh, let's see. Number. Where is it? Uh, wow. Where did I put that one? All right. Wow. It's up at the top. Okay. Number three, I said, be spiritual, but also be intellectually honest. Um, you know, that that's been a big part of my journey over the last several years is, um, I don't mind religion per se. I don't mind spirituality per se, but just be intellectually honest, which, which would mean, um, don't be a moron. Like if you're going to be religious, great. Be a thinking religious person, be an intelligent think, you know what I mean? Like read other things besides just the Bible, like be be, be a good student. <laughs> the, you know, the, the, the Bible even says that, right? <laughs> so it's, it's like study to show yourself approved. And that doesn't mean just read the Bible because that is literally the most silly thing that anyone could ever say, which is I only read one book. Uh, so anyway, I, I, I find that for me, an important thing. It's important to me to engage in intellectual conversations in, in, in intellectual stimulating conversations. I, on, on some front, you know, I'm a fairly, uh, simple person. Um, for the, for the most part, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a super intellectual, uh, for, for sure. Uh, I mean, there's certain things that i I feel fairly, you know, knowledgeable in, uh, um, you know, I feel pretty confident in talking about many things, especially when it comes to psychology and human behavior and just certain things I feel super like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's dig in. Let's talk about it. You know, relationship stuff. You know, I really love talking about that. Um, you know, but I'm going to talk about astrophysics. I, I know very, very little about that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, that's just not something I'm, I'm super, um, savvy in. Um, but also, you know, I'm, and I've been very vocal about, you know, not, not given, I'm not given too much to, to fanciful, you know, woo wooey, like way out there, uh, stuff. But, you know, then again, I'm, you know, the guy that has some essential oils and if I get a headache, I rub essential oils on my neck and I do some meditation and some deep breathing, you know, before I would ever take an Advil or something. So, you know, that might seem woo woo to, to someone that's, you know, 
that, you know, if they cough, they go straight to the doctor. Like, so, you know, to each his own, everybody does their own thing. But I know for me, um, being able to have an intellectual conversation and talk openly and honestly uh, about things is, is really important. I think a G spot for, for the men or for guys also is, um, you know, someone that can, um, express their opinion for sure. Like definitely express their opinion, but, you know, be willing to be, um, influenced either way. I, I feel that, that that's actually even a, a, a point to uh, the Gottman Institute, uh, which is a relationship uh, and marriage institute. They specialize in that kind of stuff. And they say that's a really important thing between partners is to be able to be influenced by each other. And I, I find that, and that has to, I think that in my mind, that would stem from respecting your partner, right? I expect the opinion of my partner. Therefore, I listen to my partner and I can be influenced by my partner. If the influence only goes one way, right, then you're getting into more of a, you know, teacher, student or parent child kind of a relationship. And I think now maybe there are some guys that's what they want. Uh, you know, I, I just don't want that. I don't, I don't want a child and I, and I don't want a fucking parent. Like I don't to mean be, I don't want to be, be parented. You know, I don't, I don't want to be in a relationship where, where I'm bossed around. Like I won't be in a relationship actually like that. I don't, I don't find that stimulating. I don't find that a turn on. I don't find that refreshing. I don't find there to be anything uh, positive about that. Now, again, right. Some guys might like that. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> if they like that, then that's fine. I don't. Um, I really, really, really find there to be much benefit in equality and, uh, an equal sharing, you know, of you bring a hundred percent, I'll bring a hundred percent. And, you know, we do this together. Uh, that's why, you know, I think it's important for, you know, there's always different situations, you know, right? you know if I was a multi-cazillionaire, obviously, you know, my partner wouldn't have to, you know, either one, neither one of us would have to work. I mean, that's, that's a whole nother right? I mean, that's a whole nother reality, but in, in the reality of where most people live, probably you just like me. Um, yeah, I have a good career, but you know, if I partner up with someone, I want them to have a good career together. And that would be a, a that'd be them touching my G spot, so to speak by them having their own career, having their own goals and life path and not, you know, depending upon me now, clearly, Right. If you're in a partnership and, and there's some kind of a health issue and something happens and someone can't work, well, of course, each both, each, either one, whoever would need to step up to the plate and and do certain things. Right. There's seasons. I've known of plenty of guys that got put through college by their partner. And then, you know, once they graduated college and landed a good job, then their other, you know, their partner went back to school to get some further, like whatever, like, okay, fine you know, whatever works, you know, whatever, whatever works. Um, but, a but a relationship typically, and a, you know, a G spot for, for most guys that I know is that there's equal contribution and that doesn't always mean like pound for pound, dollar for dollar, right? Like I did a dish today. You need to do a dish tomorrow. I did the dishes two times last week. You need to do dishes two times this week. <laughs> you know, I make a hundred thousand dollars a year. So you need to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. It's, it's not that, it, you know, in my mind now dating is different than in a, a marriage and I'll briefly touch both, but for, for dating, you know, you have your finances. I have my finances clearly. And even, you know, if you move in with each other, now this is just my personal opinion. This is just my personal opinion, but when you move in with each other, I don't think you combine uh, finances. Uh, that's just me, but I don't think you combine finances until you're going to cross that threshold of a marriage. Um, or, you know, if you're out there and you're, you don't believe in the actual marriage part, but you're like, no, we're going to do a commitment ceremony and commit ourselves together. Well, that's fine too. But if you're just living with someone, I would say do not combine finances, uh, just split, you know, split 
split everything, if, if that makes sense, right? Like if that makes sense financially, um, does that make sense? You know, like if one person makes two hundred thousand dollars a year and the other person makes, you know, twenty five thousand dollars a year, well, you know, maybe it's not fifty fifty on the bills. Maybe there's, you know, whoever had the house that you guys live in, maybe that's the they they pay the mortgage. And the other person pays, you know, for the electric and the groceries or, you know, whatever, whatever you just, again, there's that, that's the one thing I've learned about relationships or about G spots. They're not all exactly in the exact same space spot, nor do they like to be rubbed and touched in the exact same way. <laughs> I mean, that has to do with the, with the mythical clitoris too, right? Some want you to rub right on it. Some want you to rub beside it. Some want you to suck on it. Some want you to bite it. Some want you to not even touch it. Some, I mean, it's like you just got to figure out what your partner wants, what your partner likes, how they like their G spot, so to speak, touched, and and do that. Um, and that, you know, that's I would definitely say with this conversation or what I'm shooting out right now. Uh, this is this is just one dude's perspective and my my this is an opinion piece um now my opinion piece comes from lots of conversations and of course i'm in this world i do a lot i work with a lot of couples um so i, I think this is pretty pretty down the middle of the road but the key is to get to know your partner and get to know their specific g-spots and and what they like Right, because some, you know, um, different people like different things. I mean, you know, getting back to the sexual stuff, I mean, you know, some people like things being touched and other people don't. And so, you know, some people love their ear being touched. Some people like, don't touch my ears, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, some people are like, no, kiss me on the neck. And other people are like, don't kiss me on the neck, right? You got to just figure that out talk to your partner about it. Uh, the other things that I think that really kind of would be like G spot stuff for men is, is, uh, and I think I already mentioned it, but just the admiration, you know, I, I love being admired. Um, I think that's where I got off track. I was talking about that and admiration and intelligence. And then I got off, you know, squirrel started talking about what if my partner's not intelligent? <laughs> You're like, what if they're not admirable? I, you know, then, then, yeah, then in my mind, I'm thinking, well, what the fuck are you doing with them? Like, if you don't find them admirable or find them intelligent, like, unless that doesn't matter to you, uh, you know, it depends on what, what you would, how you would define admiration or, or how, what you would find admirable, you know, I guess that's different, you know, so. But I think I, I would think that's important. Um, but I know that I would, you know, I want to be adored. That's just, and I want to adore someone. Uh, I'm not going to, and you wouldn't either, I would hope. I, you know, I'm not going to be with someone I, I don't like admire and, and like and, and find interesting and intriguing and, you know. Um, so, okay, a couple things that, that are coming to mind that, these are very specific things. And this, this, some of these things cross over. I don't care if you're a guy or a girl, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but I want to be trusted. You know, I, I, I've, I've, I recently, um, you know, have done some counseling and coaching with, uh, couples that one or the other was super suspicious and like jealous and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, yeah, of course. Sometimes that can stem from a real issue. They're not trustworthy. I get it. Like if they're if they're being shady, well, of course that's going to elicit distrust. I mean, how could it not? Right? Or if you're with someone that cheated in the past, you know, and you're you're finding it hard to fully trust. Well, of course, like no one should give anybody shit about that. But if someone hasn't given you any reason, uh, and I would definitely say this, if you've been cheated on in another relationship, I don't know how else to say this, but fucking get over it. If you've moved on and gone on to another person that you're in a partnership with, you can't, you can't take some kind of bullshit from the past and bring that into the, you know, so, so Ed cheated on you. And so now Jim is getting all the distrust, like, 
no, that, that ain't going to fucking work. So you need to get over that shit. That's definitely about you. You've brought in that toxic waste into a new relationship. So clearly I'm not a fan of that. Uh, and if someone that you're with is being shady, then call that out, you know, just call it out, but also don't be a fucking crazy person. You know, I've, I've definitely had my share, fair share of, you know, going on dates with people and, and being in relationships with people in the last couple of years and, and them getting all been out of shape because they saw a selfie with me and a female and, and I'm like, that she's a friend. She's fucking married. Her husband was right behind us or right next. Like, like, get the fuck, shut the fuck up. Like, this is ridiculous. So, I mean, it, not being trusted. Here's the thing. When you're living trustworthy, it, 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 it definitely, well, think about it. Think how you feel. You're living trustworthy and someone is, is, uh, distrusting you. It hurts. You know, it hurts and it, it to, you know, my emotion is it pisses me off because it's like, like, come on, really? Right. I like to always stress this. If you've been cheated on and all that kind of stuff, it's a different, I get it. It's a little different scenario, but you still need to work through that. It Jealousy is no way to live your life. And, and you just got to trust. You can't control people. Uh, being jealous has never stopped anyone from cheating. So just trust until someone dis breaks that trust. And then if you want to, if they want to earn that trust back and you're willing to do that, build that trust back. Great. If not move on and, and get out of that. So I, I know for, again, for me personally, um, you know, I, I want to be trusted. I want to be, um, I don't want to be given, I don't want to be given shit, uh, for living my life. I don't, um, and you know, I, thank God I never experienced that when I was married, my ex thankfully was, she was never a jealous person, which was really good. And so she was never like when I had guys night and I'd go out with the guys for, you know, whiskey and cigars, you know, she never was like blowing my phone up. Where are you at? What are you doing? You know, you better still be smoking cigars <laughs> you know she never gave me any, any of that kind of grief thank god I, that wouldn't have worked um but that's that's just something that for most of the men that i know you know they they don't they don't want to uh they don't want to be parented like that they don't want to be they don't want to be hovered over like that they don't want to be controlled in that way um, and here's the thing the, the, well, I'll just tell you this for sure. Like you can't control people period. Anyway, you know, if someone wants to do something bad, I mean, they're just going to do something bad. There's nothing you can do about it. You know what I mean? Like there's just nothing you're going to do to be able to stop it. So the best thing you can do for your own peace of mind is, is just trust. And you know, if they break that trust, then fine. Then you move on or you deal with it, you do whatever. Uh, that's just all you can do. Um, so I, I think that's an important thing. I think, you know, men like to be, you know, stroked, um, and not just, you know, <laughs> not just in a sexual way. <laughs> of course we love being stroked. Oh my God. Um, but we just, we like our ego being stroked, you know, I, um, I'm not, I'm not as into it as I used to be. Um, you know, but I used to be in the gym and have the big old arms and, you know, the big chest and I was super strong and, and all that. And, you know, and I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed compliments and I enjoyed people recognizing all the hard work I was doing, you know, and the best thing that can happen is if you're in a partnership and you have a partner is that they're the one admiring you, you know, they're the one complimenting you and, and, you know, so, so ladies, you know, if you have a, have a partner out there, you know, tell him you're proud of him and, you know, stroke his ego, tell him how smart he is, how good looking he is, how, how, how courageous he is. Right. It's like, even if his love language isn't words of affirmation, trust me, he likes being told like, 
how much of a sexy sexy beast he is. <laughs> I think sometimes we feel that that's what maybe I'm being very stereotypical here, but it's like you know women want to be told they're pretty and all that. It's like no guys do too, man. Uh, not not all guys maybe, but most of the guys I know they they like to be told that you know they're handsome and you know they're cool and they're sharp and they're hard worker and they're a good man and you know they're all that all that's like you're touching on the g-spot with with men that way and i know that from the men that i hang out with and maybe you know i'm older right i'm 53 today so i definitely have a little bit more of an old-fashioned view of life uh, ish you know I, i would I would hope I feel I'm pretty progressive, uh, but maybe to a, of course, a wingnut progressive, I would definitely not be like maybe that pro- progressive, but, but I'm, especially for my age, I'm pretty fucking progressive. Um, yeah. So anyway, you know, I would say I'm pretty progressive, but I do have, you know, I'm a little old fashioned, you know? And so I, I like, um, you know, I like opening car doors for you know, a girlfriend. And I, I like, um, you know, pulling out the chair at a restaurant. Like I, I enjoy doing those things. Um, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I like to care and to show to, to love, you know, that's to me, when I think of loving someone that, that those are the things that I think of. And so, you know, again, you do you, but most men that I know, they, when, you know, when they're crazy about a girl uh, or crazy about someone, you know, they, they want to, you know, give to them and dote over them and hold their hand and put their arm around them and, and spend time with them. And, you know, so all those same things I enjoy, right. I, I enjoy someone wanting to snuggle with me, wanting to hold my hand, wanting to be close to me, wanting to kiss me, wanting to have sex with me. Like, I, I want to be desired and wanted and, you know, I, I love to be flirted with, love it. It's one of my favorite things. Love it. I love being flirted with. It's, uh, you know, especially when I have a partner and they don't just take the relationship for granted where they, they still, they flirt, you know, and they, they do sexy little cute things and they say little naughty things to me. And like, I love all that stuff, you know, and it's, it, it, sometimes that can get lost in, in more of a long-term relationship. It's like, that's maybe the stuff you did early on, or maybe it's not the stuff you did early on. You know, it depends on how young you were when you met and what you knew and what you didn't know and what your worldview was. And what I've learned is that, you know, I'm, I'm a totally different dude compared to when I was in my twenties. <laughs> I mean, as a 53 year old, uh, I am, uh, I am almost a different person completely and entirely. And so what I think is okay or what I like and don't like, and what I desire and what I long for and all of that is it's different, you know, and, and some things you don't know you want, right. I, I wouldn't have known I wanted certain things until I experienced it and I'm like, I want that. Like, I like that. What just happened. That's never happened before. Like, I like that. And I think that's true of all of us. I I think that's part of the, the, the challenges of doing the forever marriage. It's not impossible and it should be, I think it's a goal. I think it should be something that everybody that's anybody that gets married. It should be for life. That's what that, you know, the intention is for sure. I mean, clearly we're all adults here. It doesn't always work out that way. And that's not always a bad thing. It's just a thing, right? It's, it's a thing that happens. And I think getting away from, you know, this is good and this is bad is just not a healthy way to look at life. Some things that one person might look at as and as a bad thing, it wasn't a bad thing. It was just a thing. Like it was just a thing like, like that, that happened. And then, you know, and then now they're on to other things. And so, um, you know, being able to 
recognize how you're changing in a relationship or, or or not just how you're changing in a relationship, but how you're changing in the midst of a relationship, you know, and, and being able to, uh, to, to measure that and to recognize that and to be aware of the ways in which you are changing. And then I would say being able to communicate those changes clearly is also a part of the challenges of, of going the distance in a relationship. You know, what worked when I was 20 didn't work when I was 40 and the things I felt in my twenties, I didn't feel in my forties, but then I felt something else. And so, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's the interesting part of life and probably one of the biggest challenges of a forever relationship, I think is that I, I don't know if this would be the correct way to say this, but one of the, the biggest challenges, enemies, or I don't know how to word this, but one of the challenges of a long forever relationship is time and how we change over time. Um, and I, I even talked about this with Pammy on, on the podcast. It's like, you know, that having discussions when I was in my twenties about certain things to have those same discussions today as a 53 year old, I mean, <laughs> the, 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 so different, like completely different. Um, and so, you know, recognizing, recognizing how you're changing and some people, Maybe some people don't change all that much and that's fine. You know, I've, I've, uh, maybe, you know, I, I don't know what I think about this. I, I know that I have, or I not, I have, I do value like a growth mindset, you know, personal development, all that stuff. I, I really, I just really value that. Uh, like I, I don't think I could really be in a relationship with someone necessarily if they didn't read at least a little bit. Like I, you know, I, I don't, I just don't know if I would be able to have conversations that were stimulating if someone wasn't somewhat of a reader and what I mean, a reader, they could do audiobooks or podcasts or whatever. I mean, you know, they don't have to just read like books, but I think that again, you know, but if, if I didn't read, then maybe I wouldn't like someone that read or vice versa. Like if I didn't read, then someone that did read wouldn't want to be with me. I mean, so I get it. So clearly I think reading's important. Therefore I want to be with someone who is a reader, but, um, you know, I've always wanted to be an interesting person and, and, you know, well-versed, I guess. And I'm like, when I talk to people that know shit, it's like, gosh, I don't know shit. I do not know shit. Um, I know a couple things about just a couple things, but I want to know more and, and maybe it's part of my age. I feel like I am, I almost feel like it, it's, I should have gone to elementary school and then you graduate in the sixth grade. I'm totally just like, you're going to be like, Timmy, are you smoking weed? I'm actually not, but I almost think you should go to school up until sixth grade and then you graduate. And then you go to work <laughs> for, for, from sixth grade to 21, you work. And then, and then you go back to, uh, then you go do something else, start a career and then go to school, like in your forties. Like I, I am more studious <laughs> and, uh, retain information, all everything, everything that I would have needed for school. I feel like I am there now. You know, I know the importance of it. I am more disciplined. I am more organized, you know, like all those things that matter and, and are important to learning. I feel like I'm more in a state of mind to be able to really glean from those. Like if I went to high school now, I'd be one of the, I'd be on the honor roll <laughs> and not because all the information is just, you know, below me now. I don't mean that. I just mean 
I'd probably be because I would study, I would read, I would do the, I would do what I'm supposed to do. You know, I, I wouldn't be more concerned with whether the cheerleaders liked me or not. You know, I mean, is that, am I making any sense? Like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? I, I, I think that my mindset now would do a better job in school than my 16, 17, 18 year old self with hormones going berserk is anyway, I don't know if I'm making any sense. It makes sense to me, people. That's, that's what matters, right? Makes sense in my muddled mind. So, um, the G spot for men. Yes. Men do have G spots. And if you find yourself in a relationship with a man, with a dude, then, you know, think about some of the things I'm talking about. And the other big piece, I think what I, I can, again, I hear this in my head from the audience, you know, it's coming through into my headphones here. What you might be saying is, well, you know, he's not doing those things. You know, he's not living in, in, in such a way that would make me respect him or trust him or admire him or whatever. Well, you know, gosh, I, I don't know what to tell you, except, you know, what, uh, why would you be in a relationship with someone you didn't admire? You know, now if you say, well, I love them. If you love someone, do you have to admire them? Well, I don't know. I, you know, what does it mean to admire? I'm going to look this word up here real quick. What does it mean to admire? Let's, let's look this up on the old Googles. Admire. To admire. Oh, well. Oh, to look at with pleasure. I like that. To regard an object, quality, or person with respect or warm approval. To admire. To look at with pleasure. Yeah. So there you go. That's what it means. So I guess this is also maybe a, a, something to think about when you, when you think about a prospective mate, you know, don't you want to be with someone that you do admire someone that you do look up to and someone that you do respect, you know, someone that you do trust, um, and you know, someone you love, you know, this is, you know, I, 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 uh, that's a big thing for me. I've said it many, many times on this podcast. I'll say it till the day I died, 150 years of, of age, which if by sure by then I'll be with my partner. Uh, you know, I, I think it's important to, to have uh, obviously an attraction to someone, but that's just the, that's the very tip just the, just the tip. That's just the tip. That's just the thing that gets you to turn your head to the side. It just, right. It just gets, it's like, that's the part that just gets you to look at someone. That's just the start. You know, then you start talking, then you start hanging out, then you get intimate, you know, then you, you start, keep having those deep conversations, you know? Um, and I've, I've said this before. I, I, I think, you know, sex is a big big part of a relationship. It's not the only part. It's not the most important part, but it's, it's, a, you know, it's, it is an important part. And I, I think sex is a very real part of the equation of whether, you know, we're compatible. Of course, I think sex, you can grow in, in sexual, uh, familiar, familiar, uh, not just skills, but being familiar with your partner, you know, you can learn what they like, what they don't like, where they like to be touched, where they don't like to be touched. I mean, that's, that's part of, any, you know, romantic relationship is that you learn and grow and hopefully you listen and get better with all that. Uh, but it's, you know, it's an important part, you know, but I, I don't think, uh, you know, unless you're just hooking up with someone, I, 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 you know, if you're, if you're not doing just the hookup stuff and if the relationship isn't just about sex and that, and there's, those are fine. I've been in those relationships where that's what it was. It literally was just about the sex. That's it. Like, we are in a sexual relationship together. That's it. I've been there. I've done that. I get it. But um, for those uh, like myself who want to be in a relationship that's 
sexual or want that I want to be in a in a more emotional, you know, kind of romantic relationship also having sex clearly i'm not looking for a relationship without sex i have zero interest in that and and unless it's just a friend of course i have lots of female friends that i'm not sexual with and i love them deeply and have a you know great relationship with them but we don't have sex but for the, for a romantic partner like that's i'm not looking for a cuddle buddy i'm i'm looking for a, a cuddle buddy and someone I can get, you know, naked with. I mean, that's that's a big part of it, I think. So, you know. All right, let's bring this. Let's bring this plane. Let's land this. Let's land this plane, shall we? G spot for men. Men also have G spots. <laughs> you have to find out from your own your own man where his G spot is physically. But uh, I I think that. If you're on, if, if you're a woman and you're heterosexual, you're dating men, you know, when you find that special guy, man, just adore him, love him, send him cute notes, write him letters. You know, I, I think, I think sometimes we forget that men and women are a lot the same, you know, like we're different in so many ways, clearly. Um, but we're also a lot the same, you know, and, and what, what a woman might like a man might like, and, you know, you just got to figure out that, that dance with, with the partner, you know, and what is it that you like? What, what, what makes you feel special? What, um, you know, I was thinking about this even recently, like, you know, maybe, Again, this is very, I'm being very, very, very stereotypical here, but, you know, please forgive me. You know, I am 53, so, you know, I'm a little old fashioned. So I think in old fashioned terms, many ways. But, you know, I come from an era where, you know, the, the man asks the woman out. The, you know, the man is the, you know, the one that creates the date, the one, the man that pay, you know, that like, I, again, I, I love it. I, I had a woman take me out this morning. I mean, she's a friend of mine. And she paid, you know, it's my birthday. And so she paid. So like, it, this isn't about, <laughs> this isn't about a man must pay every time. Like, no, I don't, I don't believe in that bullshit, but, um, I think it's important that, you know, if you're a woman and you want a man that is like that, then look for a man like that. Or if you don't like that, you don't want that, then don't, you know, either a communicate that with your partner or, you know, don't look for that. Right. I, I think, you know, maybe this comes down, maybe this boils down to like, don't settle, you know, know, know what you like. Do you want a, a man to be the one that plans everything? Or do you, or do you as the woman want to plan everything? You know, I mean, it just depends. Like, what's how's that relationship work? I've I've known, I've known many married couples that the the wife is the one that plans everything and runs the calendar and makes the vacation and like does all that. Like, and if that's the way you want to operate, then great. But you know, I will be. I will tell you this: you might want to talk to your partner and make sure that that's also how they want to operate. Right? Sometimes that you know that's the way it's operating, but one or the other doesn't like it and, and case in point, you know, maybe the guy just is, you know, runs all the finances and, you know, takes care of all the money. Cause he thinks that that's the, well, he could be a control freak. That's possible. Uh, but he thinks that's what his role in the relationship is, you know, like, Hey, you don't need to worry about it. I'll handle all that. You know, you deal with your part. I'll deal with my part. And if that works for you and that's okay, well, great. Like, I mean, that's fine. But if that doesn't work for you, then, you know, you need to say, no, that's not going to work for me. I, I want to be an act. I want to play an active role in whatever it is, like planning our vacation or running our finances or running the business, like whatever it is, it's important to uh, collaborate and to get on the same page with each other. And that's a G spot thing, right? That's a G spot thing is for me. I want to know I'm being heard and, and uh, I already said it, but respected, which to me, respect is if I tell you, like, if I say, I don't like my nipples being touched, <laughs> then don't touch my fucking nipples because 
that's a respect thing. I've told you I don't like my nipples being touched. Now, I'm not saying I'm an asshole. If you touch them and forget that I'm going to freak out, not at all. I don't think that's, no, that's not the way to react. But listening is a big thing, right? If someone says, I don't like that, yes, you might stumble in learning that for a minute, but you should learn it, right? You should learn, I, my partner doesn't like this. And so I respect my partner enough to A, listen, and to B, remember and live accordingly. So mutual respect and open and honest conversation is very much a G spot for men and women. Um, it's, it's, uh, I think, I think the G spot for men and women is, is way more than just that physical, you know, for the man, the prostate and for the woman, the actual G spot, I, you know, it, we have lots of G spots, lots of things that, you know, trigger us to feel good. And I, I think in a partnership and in a relationship, we need to continually uh, be aware of what that is for us, but also communicate that. And then on the, on the other end, I would say, you know, do your best to learn and, and remember and to apply those things that you're learning about your partner and what their G spot is and make sure that you're, you're, you're triggering the G spot as much as you possibly can in a relationship and not, not in such a way where a relationship is, Oh, how can I say this? I personally think that any relationship is definitely going to require some level of work. Okay. So I, I want you to hear me clearly. I think any relationship, anything worth having is going to take some effort. If you want a great body, it takes effort. If you want a great relationship, it takes effort. But I have to add this because I feel pretty strong about this. If you do a good job in the beginning with pairing up with someone who's compatible with you, it won't seem like an unmanageable task to have a good relationship with someone. Does that make sense? Like there's a part of me, I'm going to use this phrase and I don't take this to the bank, but this phrase is kind of what I mean. If you are correctly partnered up, a relationship should kind of be somewhat easy. Okay. I'm not saying that relationships should be easy and a relationship is easy, but there should be that sensation of easy. I don't think that a relationship should be like working in a hundred and five degree weather laying tar in on a rooftop. Like I, I, I don't think now maybe a relationship can go through a time like that, especially if some kind of tragedy happens or something difficult, you know, someone loses a job and there's financial stress then that's where the rubber meets the road. And that's where it can get tough. I'm not talking about those kind of situations. I'm talking about relationships that are just challenging from the get go. I'm sure there's someone out there. Maybe there's even someone listening to the, me right now. That's like, well, that's what I went through, but we stuck it out and da, 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 da. you know, so, but it's not been like that forever, or maybe it has, <laughs> who am I? But I feel that a good relationship should have some ease to it. I really do. I, I just feel like a relationship should have some level of ease to it. And it's not always like pulling teeth. And I go back to what I said a minute ago. I, I think this is, I, I, so how do you avoid a difficult relationship? Here's what I think. How you avoid a difficult relationship is everyone that's listening to me right now who is single, like not married. This is when it matters the most, right? This is like, don't overlook red flags. Don't, don't, um, put some issue on the back shelf when it should be brought up to the front and discussed. Like, 
you know, don't sugarcoat things. Don't, don't turn a blind eye to real concerns. I mean, on and on and on, you know, you got to be honest with yourself and, and, you know, all that kind of thing, of course. But the, the, the key to, um, having a more easy type relationship goes back to these days, the beginning days, the days like when you're dating, finding someone you're compatible with, you know, finding someone that, and when I say compatible, people talk about, well, what about opposites attract? Well, no, 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 no. I get it. You know, someone that's outgoing is with someone that's more, uh, introverted, you know, an outgo, an extroverted person with an introverted person that, well, that doesn't, that's fine. I mean, that, that can totally work. Um, Totally. And anybody that thinks that, no, I'm out, I'm extroverted. So I need to be with an extrovert. That's not necessarily true. In fact, that, that could, that could present a problem. It might not, it could be great. Um, but in all the research that I've done and all the stuff I've read through Gottman Institute, you know, the, are ex, the experts for relationships and marriage, um, the compatibility piece are the parts that they say need to match up and be the same similar is worldview kind of things like lifestyle worldview, spirituality or religious views, like certain things like that should match up and be similar. That leads to a long-term, um, healthy, happy relationship, but compatibility doesn't mean that, you know, you're necessarily dating the exact version of you, right? Except it's another person. Um, again, not that that's bad either, but that's not, that's not a necessity. Um, right. I, you know, I know personally, I am, I appear extroverted, but I'm actually more introverted. I would, I would be an introverted extrovert probably, or an extroverted. I'm an introverted extrovert. I'm one of those two. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can be around people. I'm in crowds. I can be in crowds and I, I'm fine. It doesn't like make me nervous or anything. It's just, it's not, it, it just depends. It's not my favorite, right? I, it's not my favorite. I remember when I was a pastor at the, you know, I was often when I'd go to pastoral seminars and they often talked about, you know, working the crowd and, and getting out there and doing things. And, and I'll be honest that, 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 took, <laughs> that took a lot of effort. Like that was, that was, it wasn't effortless for me. It, it, it was effort. I would have rather, uh, to just hide out in the green room, so to speak, and then come out on stage and teach and then slip out the back door. I know that sounds, I don't know. I don't know what that sounds like. I, I used to make fun of people like that. and thought they were being douchey or like high-minded and like they were super special. And, and you know, the funny thing about it is, is like, no, I get it. I, I just, I just, you know, I just, that's, I resonate with that. I, you know, I like hanging around people, especially people I know. Um, and this goes back to even like, you know, the weddings I, I perform, you know, a lot of weddings and I meet a lot of great couples and, and I'm always invited to stay for the reception and the rehearsal dinners and all that stuff. And I appreciate it big time. Uh, but you know, it's like, I only know the, the couple, like I thought that's the only two people I know. And then, you know, that's the people that are there, are their friends and their family, and you know, people they know. And for me, it's an extremely awkward, uncomfortable uh, feeling for me, you know, I, 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 I can do it. Like I can do it and, and act like I like it. Uh, but, but I just don't like, I, I, I don't, um, enjoy that, you know? And so I, I 99.9% of the time, unless I know the couple intimately, uh, and maybe even know some of their friends and some of their family, that's, it's 99.9% of the time. I, I never stay for the rehearsal dinner. I never stay for the reception. Uh, you know, I do my part and then I sign the marriage license and then I, I, I leave to go, you know, hang out with my friends and people I know, you know? <laughs> so anyway, uh, the G spot for men, men have G spots. 
touch them. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, peace, love, harmony. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you.